Shirts fans to episode number 202 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Got a big show for you guys today. We're going to be talking a little bit about the conference finals, which are either ongoing or may have wrapped up by now, depending on uh, how these games shake out, because I'm recording this Monday morning. Going to be away for the week, and this episode will go live on Thursday, but we'll talk about that just a little bit here. We're also going to try to figure out how the Stanley Cup presentation is going to be handled this season, uh, given that we're still in the middle of a global pandemic, and we're going to debate Capo Caco versus Brett Howden, and more specifically, uh, why fans, and I include myself in this, tend to be patient with Capo Caco, while also sometimes being kind of tough on Brett Howden. So we're going to dive into that a little bit as well. But first, uh, I touched on this just a second ago, but I just wanted to remind everyone that I am indeed away for the week. I am recording this on Monday morning, and Thursday will be the earliest that you'll be listening to this. So obviously, we're not going to do the five episodes this week as we typically do, but you know, I at least wanted to get you guys three episodes for this week, and uh, this is indeed the third and final episode of Locked on New York Rangers here for the week, but we will be back to our five-episode format next week, so definitely looking forward to that, getting into some more draft stuff, some more free agency stuff, and uh, whatever else comes up. It'll be a lot of fun. Maybe we'll get some guests on the show for you guys as well. Unfortunately, if there is any breaking Ranger news this week, you know, after Monday morning here, then it's probably going to have to wait for next week to be discussed on this podcast. But yeah, let's go ahead and dive right into the conference finals here. And uh, as you're hearing this, like I said, it's actually possible that the conference finals are over and you guys might actually know the Stanley Cup finals matchup at this point. But I did kind of find it interesting. I wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh, just the fact that both of these conference finals matchups, as of Monday, are three games to one. Uh, neither one is 2-2. Two, two. And the exact same thing happened in the four playoff matchups of last round. Uh, the nice thing was in the last round, we ended up getting three game sevens out of it. So three teams were in danger in the round of eight, the second round, whatever you want to call it, of blowing a 3-1 to one series lead, and yet all of those teams hung on in Game 7 to get the win and advance to these conference finals. And uh, typically, like a lot of hockey fans, I always want a series to run long, preferably seven games. That's, of course, assuming the Rangers are not involved, because if the Rangers are involved, then give me the four-game sweep every single time with the Rangers winning and advancing. Uh, that's a heck of a lot nicer and a heck of a lot more fun and a heck of a lot less stressful than, uh, you know, seeing the Rangers go into overtime in Game 7 or something crazy like that. But as for these conference finals, again, like a lot of Ranger fans, I'm definitely not rooting for the Islanders, so I'm actually all right if that series uh, ends early or ended early and the Lightning finished them off in five games. For the West, I'm pulling for the Knights against the Stars anyway. So yes, absolutely. Give me a uh, valiant comeback by the Knights and give me some exciting hockey and a seven-game series and a thrilling Game 7 matchup as well. Uh, like I said, as you're hearing this, the Stanley Cup Finals may already be set in stone, but if that's the case, then we will definitely talk about the Stanley Cup Finals matchup in a future episode. And the one really nice thing here that I've talked about on here a little bit is that at least one uh, prominent former Ranger is going to play for the Stanley Cup Finals because if the Islanders somehow come out of this 3-1 hole, then Derek Broussard will be playing for the Stanley Cup in the Finals if the Lightning finish the Islanders off at any point, then Ryan McDonough is going to get a chance to play for the Stanley Cup. And if the Lightning get there, Shattenkirk will get a chance as well. 
Some mixed feelings there, but, you know, I don't really hate Shattenkirk. It's just one of those things. It did not happen to work out with the New York Rangers. And then in the West, uh, I don't think there are any former Rangers on the Stars. I looked at their roster a couple of times. I don't see anybody who played for the Rangers. And I'm not talking about somebody who, you know, randomly played two games with the Rangers uh, years and years and years ago. Uh, but it doesn't look like there are any former prominent Rangers that are now on the Stars. And for what it's worth, uh, on the Knights, you've got Nick Holden, who spent two years with the Rangers, and uh, he's got a chance to win the Stanley Cup as well. So we'll see if a former Ranger gets to lift the Cup. I think in a perfect scenario, uh, it's Ryan McDonough with the Lightning. Anyone who has listened to this for a while, you guys know that Derek Broussard is one of my all-time favorite Rangers, but sorry, I just can't root for the Islanders. I suppose if the Islanders somehow end up winning the Stanley Cup, then that's the uh, ultimate silver lining is that Derek Broussard gets his name on the Cup. But yeah, I mean, at this point, I think Overall, the four teams that are left are the four teams that are left as I'm recording this. I got to go for the Lightning. I got to go for our guy, Ryan McDonough, the former Ranger captain, uh, hopefully winning a Stanley Cup championship. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked On Rangers is brought to you by DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The other question that I have, and it's actually a serious question, believe it or not, is what is going to happen when the Stanley Cup gets brought onto the ice this year? Because, you know, it's obviously a joyous occasion for any team that wins the Stanley Cup. I really do think that it means more to win a championship in your sport for NHL players than it does in any other sport. I mean, that's something we could debate on another episode. It's something I've mentioned at times before. But, you know, we're so used to seeing these guys, you know, lift the cup over their head 
and hug it and kiss it and drink champagne out of it. Uh, there was a commercial years ago where there was a player actually bathing his infant child in the Stanley Cup. I don't think that's going to be happening this year. So who knows? I mean, most of those things probably shouldn't happen this year. I think it's fine if they bring the cup onto the ice and pass it around and, you know, skate their lap with the cup as a lot of guys do. Uh, but it's also just going to be surreal to see a team celebrating a Stanley Cup victory in an empty arena because typically... You know, if the Stanley Cup is won in the home arena, you've got the fans there. Nobody leaves the building. Everybody goes crazy. It's an absolute party. Uh, obviously, the Rangers in 1994, Madison Square Garden was an absolute madhouse. But regardless of where the Stanley Cup is won, it's a monumental event, and it's got a party atmosphere to it, and people obviously have a good time and just soak it all in. And even when the Stanley Cup is won on the road, it seems to me that most of the fans actually tend to stay in the arena to see the Stanley Cup and to see it presented. And it's obviously, you know, a bittersweet moment for those fans. And obviously, you're always going to have some people who leave in a situation like that. But I think the hockey fans tend to be respectful there. And they, uh, you know, just kind of take in the sight of seeing the Stanley Cup trophy awarded because, yeah, of course, you're disappointed. Uh, you know, your team obviously came up short. They did not win the Stanley Cup. But how many times in your lifetime, are you get a chance to see the Stanley Cup trophy awarded? And, you know, we've had my buddy Kevin LaBella on here from the NHL Network, and he was actually at Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals when the Rangers played the Kings in Los Angeles. And, of course, they lost that game in double overtime, and the Kings won the Stanley Cup. And he, depending on how you look at it, either had the pleasure or the displeasure of seeing the Stanley Cup trophy presented to the Kings that season. And, he didn't leave. I mean, he couldn't leave. He he was working, so he had to stay there no matter what and just kind of gut it out. But I'd be interested to know with you guys, you know, would you guys gut it out if you were at Madison Square Garden and the other team won the Stanley Cup? Would you stick around for the ceremony or would you get out of there? Uh, I think I would probably gut it out because, again, when are you ever going to see this again? It's the Stanley Cup. It's the best trophy in sports, and I think it's the hardest trophy to win. So I would stick around for that. But, yeah, with the pandemic, it's definitely going to be very, very different, very, very surreal uh, seeing a team skating around in an empty arena with the Stanley Cup. I mean, they shouldn't enjoy it any less. And you could make the argument that this year's Stanley Cup is even more difficult to win than in previous years just because of everything that's happened. And the fact that these guys were thrown, uh, their routine was just thrown completely out of whack. I mean, you're playing the season. You're storming toward the finish line. Uh, there's teams looking to improve their playoff position. There's teams looking to kind of climb the ladder and get into playoff position. And then all of a sudden, everything is shut down, and we don't know what's going to happen. They end up making a 2014 playoff tournament, and you come out of that, you're the last team standing, and 23 other teams fall. Uh, you Man, that's an incredible accomplishment. I mean, it deserves to be celebrated perhaps this year even more than other seasons. It's certainly not any easier to win the Cup this year than it's been in other years, and it might be more difficult. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see it in an empty arena, but uh, whoever gets there, they will have earned it, and it counts just as much, if not more, than any other Stanley Cup championship that's ever been won in this league. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Roman. Talking about ED isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my bojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. 
Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash XXX and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Okay, one other big topic that I want to get into today is Capo Caco versus Brett Howden. I mentioned this in the intro, but to me... And again, I include myself in this, but it just seems like Ranger fans are a bit more patient with Capo Caco than they are with Brett Howden, and I've just kind of been wondering why. You know, it's a question that I see floated on social media every once in a while, so I just wanted to do a deeper dive into this and kind of break down the reasons why it just seems like most of us uh, have more patience with Caco than we do with Brett Howden, because subconsciously or not, it does seem like we Ranger fans give Caco the benefit of the doubt, while we're also a little bit tough on Brett Howden's, and so we're going to get into the reasons why, but before we do, here are some reference points. Let's go through their career numbers with the Rangers in the NHL real quick, just so you guys have an idea of how they stack up against each other, at least as far as the stats are concerned. So Caco obviously just completed his rookie season with the Rangers, skated in six 66 games, scoring 10 goals, dishing out 13 assists for a total of 23 points. I'm not the biggest plus-minus guy. It is something of a flawed stat, but Kako was minus 26, so that does tend to stand out a little bit. Uh, Brett Howden has two NHL seasons under his belt. Uh, in 2018-2019, he appeared in 66 games, picked up six goals, and had 17 assists for a total of 23 points, same as Kako from this past year. Uh, he was a minus 16 that season, was Brett Howden. And then this past season, the most recent season, Howden played in 70 games, scored nine goals, notched 10 assists, had a minus 11. And those numbers are fairly comparable, so I get why some people might start wondering why Brett Howden tends to face more scrutiny than Capo Caco. And uh, with that said, let's go ahead and dive into some of the reasons why I think that is likely the case. Uh, for starters, you've got the age difference. Now, it's not a dramatic age difference, but Brett Howden at 22 is three years older than Capo Caco at 19. Plus, you've also got the very simple fact that Howden now has two years under his belt and Caco has just one. So I just get the feeling that some of us Ranger fans were hoping for and maybe even expecting for a little bit more from Brett Howden this year. They would expect him to be a little bit further along than he is is this fair or unfair? It's debatable. Obviously, Brett Howden's story has not been completely written yet. He's just 22 years old, and he'll be entering his third NHL season uh, whenever the puck drops for next year. And I think the other thing with Kako, you know, we've seen flashes. We've seen him uh, make some nice moves with the puck. We've seen him look dangerous out there. Uh, we saw him, I think, become more assertive as this past season progressed. He was definitely uh, willing to shoot the puck more. Early in the season, it looked like he was really hesitant to shoot, and I get it because He's an 18-year-old kid. He wants to sort of win over the locker room, not be selfish, and uh, look to set up his teammates for goals rather than being a puck hog and constantly taking shots himself. Uh, he's got teammates on this Rangers squad who are 8, 10, 15, 20 years older than him. So, you know, he wants to be a good teammate, kind of win over his teammates. And I would imagine that as the season progressed, you know, and I don't know this for sure. Obviously, I'm not in the locker room, but the natural progression here is that Kako probably got more comfortable as the season went along. He probably started to get to know his teammates a little bit better, and he probably also started to realize that the Rangers are a pretty tight-knit bunch, 
and that, if anything, his teammates probably want him to shoot more because they know he's good and they know he's capable of scoring some goals. So, you know, we've seen flashes with Kako. He also looked good in the playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes. But with Brett Howden, you know, I don't know. Have we seen him really get significantly better over these past two seasons? Is he farther along now at the end of this season than he was, say, at the start of last season? Uh, maybe he is. I haven't really noticed anything too dramatic. I don't think he's regressing or anything like that. I think he's kind of been steady where he's at as kind of like a fringe third line, fourth line player. But I don't know. I don't see Howden uh, coming along the way that I think a lot of us see Capo Caco coming along. And maybe that's too harsh. Uh, I certainly don't think it's a lack of effort with Brett Howden. One area where I think he really does a nice job is the penalty kill. But I think that there are too many nights, too many games where you just don't really notice Brett Howden out there on the ice. And, you know, again, he's still got time to figure it out, just 22 years old, just two years into his NHL career. But the biggest reason that I think Brett Howden uh, continues to sort of catch flack from Ranger fans, and again, you know, I've been a little bit tough on him on this podcast at times as well, but I think this is the number one reason, it is for me at least, and that is how he came to be a New York Ranger. And it was the controversial trade. I mean, I say controversial, it wasn't really that controversial, but with Ranger fans, you know, obviously uh, they weren't necessarily the biggest fans of this move. And for anyone who needs a refresher, uh, Brett Howden was traded by the Tampa Bay Lightning to the New York Rangers in February of 2018, along with Vladislav Nemestikov, Liber Hayek, a first round pick in 2018 and a conditional second round pick in 2019. Now the Rangers ended up using that first round pick to select Nils Lundqvist, a very highly thought of defenseman prospect. They used the second round pick to choose Carl Henriksen, a center, uh, a moderate prospect for the Rangers, and he's currently playing in the SHL with Frolunda. Lundqvist, by the way, playing with Flulea of the SHL as well. But in that trade, the Rangers sent Ryan McDonough and JT Miller to Tampa Bay, and I just didn't like this trade when it happened. I still don't like it today. Uh, we did an episode a while back, a couple months ago, of Jeff Gorton's best and worst moves as the Ranger GM since he took over the position, and I believe this trade was either number one or number two on the countdown of his worst moves. It just wasn't enough. This was not enough of a return package in exchange for two beloved players such as Ryan McDonough and such as JT Miller. Now, what did did Brett Howden do wrong here? Absolutely nothing. Look, he was traded. There's, It's completely out of his hands. Uh, he was thought of, though, to be probably the most exciting piece that the Rangers were receiving in exchange for McDonough and JT Miller. And so Ranger fans have kind of been looking at him like, hey, you know, you're replacing uh, two beloved players here. We expect you to produce, man. We expect you to be a star. We expect you to be a top six forward, this, that, and the other thing. And it just hasn't come to fruition so far. And so I think for Ranger fans, and again, I include myself in this, there's still a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth from the trade that brought Brett Howden here. And it's like, my God, we gave up Ryan McDonough and JT Miller for, you know, this package. And it's not a completely unfair stance to have. We probably all should know better than to take it out on Brett Howden, however, because again, it was completely out of his hands. It's not his fault if the Lightning got the better of this deal, which it appears they did. Now, obviously, JT Miller has since moved on to the Vancouver Canucks, and that makes the trade hurt even more because he just had the best season of his NHL career. He's really uh, looking to be coming into his own there uh, with the Vancouver Canucks. But yeah, I think for a lot of Ranger fans, it's just, again, you didn't like this trade. It was tough to say goodbye to McDonough and Miller. And to date, this has not panned out. And it's not just Brett Howden. I mean, 
Vladislav Nemesikov never did a thing with the Rangers. He never did anything. He was a ghost out there. He was actually on the Rangers at the start of this season, if you can believe that. That feels like an eternity ago. He skated in two games with the Rangers before they traded him to the Senators, and then the Senators subsequently traded him to the Colorado Avalanche. But obviously, Nemesikov didn't work out. Liber Hayek, I mean, up and down a little bit as a rookie here, but you know, by the end of the season, he was not in the Ranger top six. He was going to be kind of the seventh defenseman. Uh, if somebody either faltered or got injured, then maybe we would have seen Liber Hayek at some point in the playoff series against the Carolina Hurricanes. But yeah, I mean, these three players that we got in exchange for Miller and McDonough, it just hasn't worked out with any of them, at least not yet. I mean, it could still work out with Brett Howden. It could still work out with Liber Hayek. But to date, we have not seen the kind of return that you would expect for players of the caliber of Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. And given the fact that Brett Howden was kind of thought of to be the centerpiece of this trade, I think he kind of catches uh, the brunt of the criticisms from Ranger fans more than the other guys do. And Nemesikov's long gone, so Ranger fans can't really take it out on him anymore. But uh, yeah, you know, for next season, I think what I'm going to try to do is not have that mindset anymore and not really just take it out on Brett Howden because, oh, well, we lost that trade. Yeah, we did lose that trade. It certainly looks that way. You never know, though. I mean, it could still turn around. But I'm not going to hold it against Brett Howden that the Rangers uh, seem to kind of swing and miss with this trade. And so that's how Brett Howden came to be on the Rangers. How did Kako come to be on the Rangers? We got lucky. It's as simple as that. We just straight up got lucky. The Rangers were very fortunate in this draft to end up picking second. So given that that's the case, a lot of us are probably still just very excited that we even have Capo Kako because luck was clearly on the Rangers' side. Luck has been on the Rangers' side for each of the past two draft lotteries. And just to kind of take you guys back to the 2019 NHL draft, the Rangers went in... So first of all, you have to have the lottery to determine who picks first overall. And it ends up being the New Jersey Devils. They had the third best chance of picking first overall in that draft at 11.5%. The Rangers had a 7.5% of picking first. But then for picking second, the Rangers only had a 7.8% chance of getting the number two overall pick. Uh, that was behind five other teams because the Ottawa Senators had a 16.5% chance of picking second. The Los Angeles Kings had a 13% chance of picking second. Uh, going into the draft, the Devils were going to have an 11.3% chance of picking second, but then obviously they ended up picking first, so that took them out of the running there. But then you still had the Detroit Red Wings, 9.6%, the Buffalo Sabres, an 8.7% chance. And the Rangers, again, just a 7.8% chance of picking second. It came up Rangers, and that's a year where... You you know, obviously you always want to be as near to the top of the draft as possible because you get the first crack of the best player in the draft. You get uh, whoever you want to pick. But that was the year that you really wanted to be first or second because going in, people pretty much felt like Jack Hughes and Capo Caco were 1 and 1A. One they were pretty comparable, uh, both great players, both big-time prospects. And, you know, in a way, picking second almost might be a blessing in disguise over picking first because essentially... Uh, Picking second, you have the decision taken out of your hands. And I think the Rangers pretty much said, like, yeah, we're just going to pick whichever one the Devils don't pick. And they end up getting Capo Caco, and, and we'll see how that plays out. Again, you know, both Hughes and Caco, a little bit underwhelming in their rookie seasons, but I still think they'll end up both being great players. But the bottom line is, we were very fortunate to get Capo Caco here. The Rangers just lucked into it, and they end up picking number two overall in the 2019 draft. And here's the big-time kicker. They didn't have to give up anything else in order to get Capo Caco. They just won second place in the lottery, and they picked their guy. They didn't have to trade Ryan McDonough. They didn't have to trade JT Miller. They didn't have to trade any of these other uh, beloved Ranger players. And so 
with all that being said, I think all of us Ranger fans were still kind of high from, uh, you know, getting Capo Caco second overall because, again, we lucked into it. The odds were not in the Rangers' favor going into that night, but that's just how it worked out. And now we're all just thrilled to have him. And again, the other thing that I can't understate is just the simple fact that the Rangers didn't have to give anything up to get Capo Caco. So it's not like, oh, Caco's underperforming and we gave away such and such to get him. No, we just took him because we were picking second overall and we just took him. So I think that might shed a little bit of light on why Capo Caco tends to be favored by Ranger fans over Brett Howden. Uh, I'm not giving up on certainly not Caco, but also not Brett Howden either. Uh, again, two years into your NHL career, I really don't think the story has been written at that point. And I'm going to do my best in the season going forward, and maybe Ranger fans in general can do this as well, of not holding it against Brett Howden, uh, the fact that we don't think it was a good enough return for Ryan McDonough and JT Miller. Because again, that was completely out of his hands. Uh, one day, you know, his phone probably rang and he was told he was traded, and that's that. He's a New York Ranger. So fingers crossed that he continues to develop because a lot of us Ranger fans are really excited. It seems like the foundation has definitely been laid uh, for this team to go on to become, you know, a big-time contender in the years going forward. And we know all about the superstar players that the Rangers have. You know, guys like Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider and seemingly Igor Shosturkin and Adam Fox as well, soon to be Alexi Lafreniere. But to me, it's guys like Brett Howden. It's guys like Vitaly Kravtsov. It's guys like Leas Anderson that can really make a difference because we already know what we're getting out of those guys I just mentioned, the other group. I mean, it seems like for sure Panarin's a superstar, Zibanejad's a superstar, Kreider is damn good, Igor Shosturkin and Adam Fox look like they're about to become superstars, and then we've even got some prospects that we still feel good about, like Keandre Miller and Nils Lundqvist coming down the pipe, but it's guys like this who can make the difference, guys that maybe don't have that great career trajectory right now, at least on the surface, guys like Brett Howden, guys like Vitaly Krausoff and Leas Anderson, if these guys can get it going, that's what really kicks this thing into overdrive, and that's what really puts this rebuild at the next level. And so I suppose uh, my one last bit of advice to all Ranger fans, and I'm including myself in this again because, you know, I've been tough on Brett Howden. Keep rooting for this guy. Don't give up yet. It's just two seasons. Keep rooting for guys like Vitaly Krausov. Keep rooting for guys like Leas Anderson because, again, you know, they're all just getting going. And if we end up getting more out of at least one of these guys, maybe two, in a perfect world, all three, if we end up getting more out of these guys than it looks like we're going to get at this moment— then that only bodes well for the Rangers going forward. And that just puts them among the elite teams in the NHL because, you know, even if they only become good players and not superstars, you've got them complimenting guys like Panarin, like Zibanejad, like Kreider, like probably Kako in the future, and like probably Alexi Lafreniere as soon as he makes his Ranger debut next year. So, yeah, I mean, just stay in their corner and keep your fingers crossed that these guys can continue to develop. And the big thing for me is I am no longer going to or I'm at least going to try my best not to do this, to hold it against Brett Howden, the fact that I don't think the Rangers did very well in that trade. Because, you know, again, I know I've mentioned this a couple of times already today, but it's out of his hands. He was just part of a trade that sent him to New York. He's doing the best he can. So let's make sure we give Brett Howden a fair chance uh, this upcoming season. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.